You are listening to the weekly podcast of Mount Vernon Baptist Church Westwood in Memphis, Tennessee. We pray you enjoy today's message. Let's also continue to pray this week for the family of Pastor Brian Bartlett. Pastor Bartlett, the pastor of Lake Grove Baptist Church right down the street there on Weaver in 3rd, between 3rd and Shelby Drive. Let's pray. On yesterday, he was in a tragic car accident leaving the church on 3rd Street. So I want to pray for his family. Tremendous preacher, pastor in our city good friend of mine, he's a friend of so many. Uh, just recently, we were talking about possibly doing a joint New Year's Eve service uh, since his New Year's Eve service and our New Year's Eve service uh, sometimes are close to the same time and we're just two or three minutes away from one another. We've been talking about possibly, we were talking about doing that and it's just uh, took the wind out of ourselves this morning uh, to hear of his passing. So we want to pray for his family and the church and the city as well. We also want to continue to pray for all of those who are doing great work in our neighborhood. Uh, Like Joseph Cox, he has an event this week. We want to pray that God would cover him with the anointing because he's out there in the community, be out in the neighborhood at the community center on uh, this week, Tuesday night, I believe. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. So he's out in the community along with Bob back there. Let's pray for them because they need our covering and our prayers. Amen? They need our prayers. If you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to consider the book of Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 through 4. The choir is going to come back and let's consider Colossians chapter 3, really the entire chapter of Colossians. But I'm focusing on those four verses the entire chapter of Colossians, but the keynote is coming out of those four verses, but I'll share from the entire chapter. Amen.
Lord, we thank you for being our all in all. We thank you, Lord God, for being a way maker. We thank you, Lord God, for being a heart fixer. We thank you, Lord, for being a bridge over troubled water. We thank you, Lord God, for being our refuge, our shelter, our shield. Lord, we thank you for being our joy, our peace, our hope, our healer. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We give your name glory. God is. Lord, we thank you for being everything that we could ever need. We thank you for being our redeemer, our savior. Hallelujah. 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 If he's your everything, give him praise here. Give God glory. Thank you, Lord. What a mighty God we serve. God is. Not God was. Not God will be. But God is. Whatever you need right now, help me say, God is. If you need healing, guess what? If you need encouragement, guess what? If you need a way to be made, guess what? God is. have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me to the book of Colossians. Just want to share on this fifth Sunday a quick message. Maybe I should not say quick message because you'll be watching the clock then, but a message of hope to inspire and encourage. Amen. Colossians chapter 3 and let's look at the verses 1 through 4. Colossians 3, verses 1 through 4. If then you been, have been raised with Christ, 
Seek the things that are above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on things that are of earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. The word of God for the people of God. Could you just say loud enough? For somebody to hear, I'm brand new. Could you help me spread another word in here? The me you see. Come on, say the me you see is not the me I used to be. I'm brand new. Give God praise, church. Give God praise here. He's worthy to be praised. Thank you, Lord. The me you see is not the me I used to be because I'm brand new. I just like that. I think I want to say that one more time. The me you see is not the me I used to be. I'm brand new. Come on, give God praise here in the house of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Church, as followers of Christ, we, we really are brand new. And I know what the saying says. Looked at my hands and they look new. I looked at my feet and they did too. But I want you to know that even if your hands don't look new and if your feet don't look new, if you are a follower of Christ, you are brand new. Amen. Every morning, he gives you new mercies. As followers of Christ, we have a new position in life in Christ. The book of Colossians is loaded with so many theological truths. You got to take your time to go through the book of Colossians. The reality is we are brand new and we have a new position, a new spiritual placement. Colossians 3 and 1. Notice what Colossians 3 and verse 1 says. Amen. Keep your Bibles on me because we'll be looking at Colossians back and forth on this morning. Colossians 3 and 1. Look at it. Colossians 3 and 1. Notice what it says there. It says, if you then be in, if then you have been raised with Christ, Seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Our passage starts off with, since then you have been raised with Christ. This is an amazing phrase that demands our attention because it is because of Jesus that we are positioned to fellowship with God. We were once in spiritual darkness then comes the gospel of Jesus Christ, the message of Jesus Christ, and Christ took our transgressions and gave us new life. We were once down, but now we are raised with Christ.
to live a life that glorifies God. We have a new position. And how should we respond to this new position? How should we respond to this new position that God has given us? Well, this new position means new priorities. Amen. Passage says here, we are raised with Christ. And notice here in verse, second part of verse one, seek the things that are above. That speaks to priorities. That new position means new priorities. Amen. So here it is. The word of God is instructing us that once we accept our new position, that now we must have new priorities. Our priorities have to change. We must set our minds, the scripture says, set our hearts on things that are above and not on earthly things. Our personal, family, and church priorities must be focused on Christ and Christ being glorified as he is seated at the right hand of God. It does not mean that we sit and daydream about the clouds all day because we still have work to do, Amen. We have to live, we have to keep moving, but our priorities have to change. A change in priorities means that our lives will be transformed if our priorities are refreshed and reset to honor God. You know, sometimes uh, when your computer or your phone starts glitching, the technician will tell you to hit the reset button, refresh, start over again. Sometimes our life gets glitchy and because our priorities get out of sync with what God wants from us. And so this text to me kind of means the same thing. We, not, we need to refresh and reset our life priorities. Because we have a new position in Christ, we need to reset and refresh our priorities. This new priority will be the filter of our lives. Amen. The new priority that we have as Christians will set the standard by which we evaluate our lives and how we interact with others. We have to have different priorities, new set of priorities. Once a person says yes to Jesus, now God is expecting us to have new priorities. And especially for those who have recently joined the church and our young people, those who have recently said yes to the Lord, we have to change our priorities. It can't be what they used to be. So Christianity 101 says priority number one is God comes first. Say amen, somebody. And that means that what God wants, that means that we worship him. We worship him alone. What he wants comes first. His word comes first. And we have to discover from God how to live and what to do. God is the center of our focus. God is our priority. The word of God has the final word on where we work, how we live, how we play, what we do. We have to allow God to dictate the details of our lives. We have to make sure our priorities are in sync with God. Amen. And even though our life is filled with a lot of responsibilities, we must turn our eyes upon Jesus. Amen. Because when we stay focused on the Lord, we will have hope, joy, and peace of mind. New position, new you, means new priorities. Not only that, but new position means new spiritual promises. Amen. Colossians 3 and 4 helps us to see something 
we see that in these passages that the reward for being positioned with God and making Jesus our priority is that God promises that we will appear with him in glory. That's a powerful passage of scripture there. Because when I hear the phrase appearing with, I think of celebrities who make guest appearances on TV shows or special events. Recently, I was, I was reading just yesterday, I was reading that um, Gladiator 2, how many of y'all remember the movie Gladiator? Gladiator 2 is coming out in 2024. And guess who's starring in Gladiator 2? Denzel Washington. My, that's going to be good. And guess who is appearing with him? Russell, I got, some, I got some help back there. I got some help back there. Russell Crowe. And so Russell Crowe was in the original Gladiator. And so now, in order to get our attention, see, you, you want to go see it now, don't you? They said now, Gladiator 2 is coming out. Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe. And then I looked at the cast. It's going to be a star-studded cast. I can't wait to see the movie. Who stars in the movie and who appears with the star is important. Because the truth of the matter is some people have become famous because they appeared with the right person. Uh, the majority did not even know who they were. But when they appeared next to the superstar, now they have some notoriety because who you appear with is important. When the star or the guests are announced, this is supposed to attract a larger audience to watch the show or to attend the event. And I thank God here today, church, there is an event that we can't miss as believers. It's the return of Christ. And the Bible says that we will appear with him. I give God glory. It makes me shout and happy because our appearance with Christ is a grace that God has extended to us. It's not something that Christ needs to enhance his appearance because Christ's appearance in and of itself is more than enough because he is the superstar of the show. I mean, everything revolves around him. He is the one. He really could just show up all by himself. But I thank God for the grace of God and said, when Christ appears, you will appear with him. That means that the fact that I'm positioned in Christ and that I will appear with him, he has made my stock rise. You may not see it now. I may not have what I want in the bank, but I got a sky and high stock because I'm with Christ and I'm appearing with Christ. The final chapter of the story of your life as a follower of Jesus Christ is that you will be with Jesus in his eternal glory. And the Bible says right here in Colossians that when he appears, you will appear with him. You ought to give God praise right there. Give God glory. That means you will make a special appearance with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And who could be better to appear with than Christ? Wouldn't it be something if you watched the latest trailer of the latest um, upcoming movie, let's say a Tyler Perry movie, and at the, end of the, at the end of the credits, they say, in appearing with the star-studded cast is, insert your name. Wouldn't that be wonderful? And then they sent you a check to go along with it because you made an appearance. Wouldn't that be wonderful if you could appear 
and they, and they let you appear. You don't have to say anything. You could just be an extra. But just being an extra, they put your name right there. Wouldn't that be wonderful that you get that kind of credit to be an extra? Wouldn't it be great to be an extra in that Gladiator movie? Just be standing there, and then you see the list of names come down, and they say appearing on this scene was insert your name. Wouldn't you feel great to just say, wow. And then they sent you a check to go along with it. Well, you just start clapping over that. And I just told you, you'll be appearing with Jesus. And guess what? Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Somebody ought to give God glory here to know that when Christ appears, your name will be right there with him. That's God's grace. We have, we, we, we've been blessed with a new promise to appear with our Lord. We have new promises with our new position, and one of them is to appear with God in paradise. Our new position makes us recipients of new promises. God promised that all things will work together for the good for his children. Lord, I thank you for this new promise. I give God praise that the scripture says that all things will work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. What a mighty promise. Do you believe that promise this morning? Give him praise right now. I don't know what you're going through, but I'm here to tell you, you got a new promise that all things will work together. You may not see it, you may not understand it, but I want you to know that you have the promise that God is working it out. And you may be dealing with one thing over here, and then one something over here, and then one thing over there. And each of these things individually and separately don't look good. Just like if you were to make some potato salad, you may have some, what do we have in potato salad? Y'all talk, give me a recipe. Onions, y'all, he said onions, let me talk to the real potato salad. Do we put onions in potato salad? Okay, I just want to check. So you got onions over here. Now, who would pick up an onion and just eat an onion, raw onion by itself? Don't look good by itself. What else is in potato salad other than potatoes? What? What is it? I keep looking at you, Reverend. Let me, let me look at the real cooks here. What's, what else is in potato salad? A good potato salad. Raisins? Somebody said raisins? Oh, okay. What was it? Eggs. Okay. Eggs. Some people don't like eggs by themselves. You got onions here, you got eggs there. What else is potatoes? Let me work on this side. Mushrooms. <laughs> potatoes. Okay, potatoes by itself. What else? Mayo. Relish. And so you have all of these things by themselves. Let me talk to the real cook over here. What you put in your potato salad, baby? Who? Kroger's. Oh. <laughs> she just buy her potato salad. Already made. <laughs> what am I saying, though? All of these things individually may not taste good, but God knows how to work all of that stuff that you're going through in your life and work it together and work it together and mix it all up. And before you know it, you have a beautiful, delicious potato salad. And that's how God works. God knows how to take your grief. and knows how to take your sickness. and knows how to take your heartache. and knows how to take your pain and mix it with his grace and mercy and give you joy unspeakable. Is there anybody here that knows that God knows how to work it out? That's a promise. 
for his belief. He's given us a new promise. He's given us a new promise, a new life in Christ. He's promised us every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. I thank God here today that you're able to stand and say, I'm rich because I got everything that I need in Christ Jesus. And whatever I need, God knows how to provide. Give him praise right there, church. Give God the glory. New position means new priorities. New position means new promise. New position means new practice. That's lifestyle. If you look at Colossians chapter 3, verses 5 through 14, you'll notice that the apostle goes down and lists a lot of habits and stuff that we need to let go. And so the question arises, now that I have a new priority and I have new promises, how do I live a new life? And I think the text here provides us with some specific areas and issues of our lives that we need to put off and some other things that we need to put on. Colossians 3, 5, and 11 instructs us to put to death whatever brings out our lower nature. Amen. And so if we are focused, that's why he says focus on things above. If we are focused on living our priorities of serving Jesus Christ, then we will no longer need our old priorities and some of our old practices. Paul wrote that our old ways of living must be thrown away. We are to put, he mentioned, put off rage. That's just anger. Put off malice. That's, that's malicious intent to harm somebody because you're angry. Put off slander. Put off lying. And there's a whole lot of other stuff that we need to put off because God wants us to understand that because we have a new position that we have to aim for a new life. And what I like about this text is, is that the apostle is really asking us to evaluate our own lives. Amen, somebody. The song says, go ahead and sweep around your own front door. Is anybody going to help me sing today? Help me preach and sing? He says, sweep around what? Before, I like to change it and I say, just sweep around your own front door. Don't worry about mine. Let me run that by us one more time. Sweep around your own front door. Don't worry about mine. Let's just stick with the Bible. The Bible is saying, helping us to understand that we have to x-ray our own lives. Hallelujah. And then we can be like Tamala Man that says, change me, oh God. Change me. Make me more like you. Change me, oh God. Wash me through and through. Create in me a clean heart that I might worship you. This is what God wants us to do. He wants us to say, Lord, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, oh God. I'm your chosen people. God, you have a plan for my life. Help me to be. Help me to live. Help me to do what you want me to do. Now, I'm going to live witness that if we do what God wants us to do, then we'll be more equipped to help somebody else do what God wants them to do. Amen. And so new position means new practice, which is our lifestyle. We can then put on the character of Christ, as mentioned in Colossians 3, 15 through 17. The character of Christ involves peace, the truth of his word, and being true to his identity as the son of God. 
New position means new priorities, new spiritual premises, means new practices. And then lastly, right here, it means new praise. Help me say new praise. I want to give attention to verses 16 and 17, where Paul tells us that we have a new praise. And since we have a new position, we have been upgraded and promoted. Because we have been upgraded and promoted, we need to do now what you would do if you walked into your job tomorrow and found out that you have been promoted and your salary increased by 50%, what would you do? I said, what would you do? You might start running. You might start shouting. You might write out a tithe check. I don't know. You're going to do something to tell the Lord, thank you. Amen. You're going to say, God, I give your name all of the praise. I give your name all of the glory. Since you have given me a new position, a new promotion, you've upgraded. I got to give you a new praise. And this is what the text is teaching us. He's saying now you have a new position. You have new priorities. You've committed to a new practice. Why don't you give God a new praise? He says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Then he says, singing. Then he says, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. That means that we got to stand and be able to say, God is the joy and the strength of my life. He moves. Come on, somebody. We got to be able to say, amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. He says, if you know that God has blessed you like that, then you got to be able to give me a new praise. Yesterday's praise won't work. If you understand God has given you new blessings today, why don't you give him a new praise? Don't worry about it. We thank him for yesterday. But the text is saying, thank him for now. If you know that God is blessing you now, every time you turn around, he keeps blessing me. The Lord is blessing me right now, right now. The text is saying, since you believe that, give God a new praise. Give him your best praise. Give him your best shout. Give him your best clap. Shout hallelujah like you never have before because we serve a God. Hallelujah. That has been good to us. And let me change it. That is good to us. He has been, but he's good right now. Can you help me find somebody? Help me preach this this morning and just tell them, God has been good to you. Give him a new praise. You might be in a dead spot. Find you another neighbor. Say, God has been too good to you. Give him a new praise. If he's giving you new mercy, give him a new hallelujah. If he's giving you a new mind, give him a new thank you, Jesus. If you know that God has been good, the text is saying, give him a new praise. And then our singing should highlight God and glorify Jesus Christ. We ought to be glad enough to sing about the gospel. It's all right to sing. You can make a joyful noise. Hallelujah. That's why when I sing in the key of XYZ, it don't really matter to me at all. Because God is not looking at my notes. He's looking at my heart. And if you can give him your best praise and sing until the glory of God comes down, sometimes it don't matter what key you are in. Just be in the key of grateful. Just be in the key of thank you. 
Hallelujah. Be in that team. Give God praise. Give him glory for every new blessing. He deserves a new praise. Thank you, Lord God. And, 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 and what happens is here, I like he says, he says, he's, he talks about grace. He says, singing with grace in your heart. Because praising God helps us to respond to God's grace. We are told to sing with grace in our hearts. We ought to be glad about the grace of God. When we praise the Lord, we ought to have grace on our minds. We should praise God by grace, and we should praise God because of grace. And when we sing with grace in our hearts, we have a sincere humility before God and an appreciation for all that he has done towards us. In our hearts, we ought to be thinking about the grace of Almighty God. Is there anybody here glad about God's grace in your own life? Think for a moment of God's grace in your life. It was grace that woke you up this morning. It was grace that started you on your way. It was grace that kept you last night. It is grace that saw fit to let you be here right now. It is grace that put a little money in your pocket. It's grace that put clothes on your back. It's grace that helps you be in your right mind. It's grace that put clapping in your hand. Everything is by grace. It's grace that you came through the storm. It's grace that you got out of the hospital room. It's grace that God keeps on providing. It's grace that he pushed the devil back. It's grace that he didn't let the car wreck kill you. It's grace that God turned things around. It's grace that he shelters you with his angel. It's grace that God keeps a praise in your heart. It's grace that you can smile when you really should be down somewhere crying. It's grace that you won't feel sorry for yourself. It's grace that you stand and praise him even with tears in your eyes. It's grace that you take another step and say, Lord, I thank you. You don't go back. You keep on moving forward. That's grace. And his grace is sufficient to give you everything that you need. It's grace that gives you strength. It's grace that gives you power. It's his amazing grace. How sweet the sound. It's grace that saved a wretch like me. Hallelujah. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I give God praise for his amazing grace. And he says, when you praise me, you ought to be thanking me for my grace. Come on, give God glory here, church, for his amazing grace. We owe him the praise. And this is what the text is teaching us, that we have new position. We have new priorities. Hallelujah. We have a new practice, and we owe God a new praise. Are you thankful for his grace today? Hallelujah. We thank him for all of his amazing grace that he has extended towards us. He died on Calvary's cross, gave his hands to the nails, gave his feet to the spikes, went to the grave, but early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. Lord, I thank you for your amazing grace. Pray with me, if you please. Father, we thank you. We praise you now. We thank you for giving us new life, new position in you. Help us by your grace and power live with new priorities. Give us, Lord, the strength to carry out new practices. 
Lord, we thank you for the new promises that you have given us found in your word. And then, Lord, we thank you that as we go out this week, we go out with a new praise. Thanking you for all of your goodness and mercy. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give God praise, church. Give God praise. If you're here today and you're ready to make Mount Vernon your church home, if you're here today and you are ready to get saved, to give your life to Christ, this is your time to come right now. The door of the church is open for you. Just come and stand with us. If you're ready, if you're already saved, you may already be saved and love God, but you're saying, this is my time to make Mount Vernon my church home. The door of the church is open for you. The invitation is yours. Why don't you come right now? Thank you, Jesus.
tonight. We thank God for these who have responded to our invitation. Uh, Brother Jones, who do we have? Pastor, we've had three to answer the call. Two Christian experience and one testimony. All right. All right. Christian experience. For those who have testimonies, I want you to hold your testimony to next time we have testimony time. We're just going to do the new members and prayer. Y'all stay down. I'm going to pray with you, okay? Amen. Pray with you, brother. Johnny Ray. Amen. Let's have the Christian experience. Christian experience means that a person is already saved. They have already accepted Christ as Savior, and they're coming to make Mount Vernon their church home. Amen. Amen. And we have... Kania Berry. Sister Berry, come on. Amen. Give God and, praise for Kania Berry. Amen. All right. And we have Henry Neal. Brother Neal. Amen. God bless you. Thank you all. Y'all just stand right here. First off, I want to welcome y'all to our church family. God bless you. Both of you have already received Christ as Savior and been baptized. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. And you're ready to make Mount Vernon your church home. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Come on, church. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. You've heard their testimony. If you receive them in your heart and commit to love them with the love of God, lift your hands and say amen. Amen. Before you all leave, I want to have a word of prayer with you. I am so thankful for you. And those who came for testimony, y'all come. I want to pray with you. Y'all come on. Y'all come on. I want to pray with you. Come on, Brother Johnny Ray. I want to pray for you. Pray with you as we come on. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.